You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Hi, welcome to the Kush Life podcast. I'm Marshall. Katie, it's mm-hmm. been fun journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana, and we're now into fall. Yeah, oh. the fair's here. Yeah, did you go? I have been to the fair mm. and ate a donut bur- cheeseburger. I saw it. I didn't get. <laughs> How was it? Um. Okay. I don't know that I need to eat another one, but I had it. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. I had it years ago, but I, I thought maybe I might get it again this year. But I always, number one, we talked about this, though, right? Like fair food. You know, yeah. definitely number one, I always grab. Got the big jumbo corn dog. Had to. Yeah. We didn't get one of those. Oh, we'll I have to go back. Time. Yeah. I think we are, too. We talked about going back just to eat some more. <laughs> to yeah. Eat more. yeah. That's all definitely. we did was eat. Yeah, that's all you do. Yeah. Uh, and then went into the uh, the petting zoo. That was super interesting. Yeah, I haven't been yet, so I have to go back. But the petting zoo is like my favorite part. So, yeah, I think the interesting part is the actually not the animals in there; it's the people. <laughs> people like me, <laughs> the people that that literally are on the ground, like being one with these like caged animals that are just used to just getting like fed nonstop, and people pet them all day, but like. I'm telling you, I mean, I saw grown men, like, on their <laughs> knees, like, rubbing the underbelly of a goat. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Trying to bond. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people, like, the head on them, like, oh. Oh, my. Oh, nonstop. Every time I go in there, I feel like the animals are so full oh, that yeah. they really don't care. And most so I'm not really trying to cuddle them. Half, yeah, and half of them are over on the wall, like, and people are like, oh, here, eat more. And they're like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm stopped. They I've had are. seven Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> That's all they eat is those pellets all day. And they don't get any water. Brutal. <laughs> no water, just eating pellets all day. They can't uh, stop. It's got to be salty. That's what I always thought. I was like, I bet you it's salty. That's why they can't stop eating them. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, what else did you do at the fair? You been to the fair yet? I'm not going to the fair this year. No. no? Okay. no. Avoiding I'm, it? I'm, I'm avoiding it at all costs. Is for what reason? Uh, just all the reasons. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like you know, I could make fair food at home. Yeah. Um. No, I'm just. I don't know. Just I. I went last time and I, it was. I spent way too much money. Both my kids and then mm-hmm. my daughter. She wants to go by herself, oh. so that's a pain for kids. It are the worst. You know, and I'm like, you know, I just want to ride the Himalaya and go home, guys. You know? uh, so that was, that was to me, that's what was funny. When I got my corn dog, I was walking, I walked right by the Himalaya, and they're always jamming out, and it was, turn down for what? And I'm sitting there chopping <laughs> on a corn dog, like, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> fair. Can't beat it. <laughs> I mean, but the Himalaya, are you, from, so are you from here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. Also, did you go to Bell's back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that oh, Himalaya yeah. back at the Bells, that was the that was the ride to be on. Even after people died on the Zinger, I still went back. The Zingo? Yeah, Zingo, yeah. I didn't know people died. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And the Bobcat, Black Yeah, the Cat. Bobcat, they, told, they pulled that one down yeah. after one death, though. The Zingo, they couldn't let that go. <laughs> no, that, was that thing was awesome. That was their main attraction. Yeah, yeah, a big white wooden roller coaster, and you really, I mean, it was cranky. It yeah. was cranky. Did you, have you been down, do you ever go to, uh, when they put in the Giant down there in, in Texas, you mean like Six Flags? Yeah. Um, um, no, 
I mean, it was it was way back in the day, and it was it was the same way. I mean, it was yeah. it was cranky yeah. as you go on it, and like, but the Zynga was definitely the crankiest. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a wooden what? one at uh, 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 Frontier City has but a wooden think, one too. I think it's Six Flags now. Yeah, that's right. They, they got bought. bought. It. Yeah, <laughs> they got <laughs> they bought. bought it. Yeah. Well, well you can introduce our guest. Well, oh. I, I, don't, I don't know our guest. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I just snuck in and I'm here just. <laughs> <laughs> I can introduce myself. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Cool. Okay. So my name is Pac. Everybody calls me Pac-Man. I'm also Mr. Smokelahoma. I run and own I've seen that. Smokelahoma TV. Okay, okay. And then uh, we just acquired a dispensary this year, and I have Smokelahoma Dispensary. So, All yeah. right. Okay, I have seen Smokelahoma. Yeah, Smokelahoma TV is like my it's like cannabis-infused media network where I have like Different people come up with their shows, and I've got show ideas, and we just put it on one channel to try to drive as many people different, to one like letting, letting like cannabis like connect us all, no matter mm-hmm. what. And so, nice. now that's that. What different types of media are there out there for cannabis? Because I've seen that, and then isn't there some what what different ones are out there? Not so much about your competition. I, I mean, no, I mean, I mean like, like uh, there there is uh, herb. Which was uh, like a, the, one of the first cannabis YouTube channels that I I remember watching and subscribing to, um, and they're out of California. They've been on YouTube since almost the start of YouTube, um, and you know there's other there's other like, like cannabis friendly news and educational stuff. But I I play more and on some the entertaining, yeah 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 stuff yeah like that, but. Yeah, this I play more on the entertainment. Yeah, I mean, educate. There's a lot of people pushing education, and yes, educating people will help break the stigma. But I'd argue that entertaining would do it faster because if these people can laugh with us and be like, "Oh," yeah. then they'll just leave us alone. They'll be like, "Oh, those stoners are okay. They're just having a good time," you know. So I try to incorporate like all the fun stuff that I do. Like we have a show called Taste Buds, and I basically take two people, put on blind, they smoke. Or whatever they put on blindfolds and they eat different kinds of food and try to guess what it is, just like fun stuff, you know. So, just trying to break the stigma from that angle. That's kind of like my niche uh, background in music engineering and producing for twenty four years and videography. And I try to just put all that and just infuse it with cannabis, you know. Hey, we like that, don't we? <laughs> A little infusing. Yeah, <laughs> always. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. So you said from here. Yeah, born and raised Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm a, I'm a Hillcrest baby. Hillcrest. Uh, yeah. I I sit out. I sit out on I the high school thing. I hit out on the high school thing. Yeah, it really wasn't for me. You know, it was, it was a different time. Uh, uh, you know, I, I was. Uh, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I was a street guy, and at school, like my friends are like. You know, 14 and 15 they're pulling up in candy paint cars with wads of money like why are you going to school i'm like you're right you know i was stupid and you know but yeah i didn't i didn't make it to high school i when i was in school uh elementary school <laughs> i was in garfield in sand springs okay i don't know yeah I know garfield I, it was horrible yeah. uh so yeah <laughs> so you know make it I, I, I was the mighty explorers from bird middle school okay uh, bird okay all right that's what's up <laughs> we had a ferocious mascot that was a penguin a okay penguin? The, oh. pe- the bird is a penguin mm-hmm. hmm, i didn't know that 
Well, right. ferocious penguin. Well, at yeah. least he didn't ferocious. have to like jump off of nothing and fly. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that'd have been screwed. <laughs> <laughs> We were the jackass penguins, basically. Oh, Do you know man. there's actually a jackass penguin? No. And it, when it when it hot when it does its call, it sounds they call it a jackass penguin. It sounds like a donkey. Oh it wow! Makes a <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> they actually they have some at the zoo. Oh wow! Yeah. Well. Next time you're at the zoo. Yeah. Well, every time I go to the zoo, I see plenty of jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well see the penguin version, I guess. I <laughs> hey, so been here your whole life. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I've, I've always came back here. You know, in, in like the late 90s, I was big in the hip-hop and R&B scene here in Tulsa. Oh, yeah? And I traveled selling CDs, and I don't. I think I've been in 43 states. So I've been kind of all over. Did selling. you take Mad Dog around with you? Mad, Mad Dog? Woo-woo. Mad Dog? <laughs> you talk about... Mad dog, mad dog. We talking about the same mad dog? Yeah. Oh, that's my dude. I know. <laughs> Everybody's dude. Everybody's yeah, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. my dude. Yeah. Yeah, I know him and his daughter for years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so I traveled a lot. I saw a lot in the world and then I always just came back here. I always ended up back here, so to speak. And, you know, yeah. Um, on the podcast, we like to always talk about the first time you smoked weed and oh. where you were what you smoked out of, if you know what strain you smoked, and okay. what the effects were well, for you. my pops has passed, so I won't be incriminating <laughs> okay. him. Um, so, yeah, so the first time I smoked, uh, my pops was a truck driver, so he was getting ready to leave, and he would be gone for months, you know, mm-hmm. and he rolled up two joints for me and my brother. And he said, look, guys, we had been you know, smoking cigarettes, and, you know, we were bad kids. <laughs> um, so he was like, look, don't smoke the whole thing. <laughs> All right. And I'm I'm right here with him. I said, I got you. I know because I watch him smoke and like cough up lungs. Um, so I listened. My brother didn't. Mm-hmm. OK. He smoked the whole thing. I'm laying in my waterbed. I'm chilling. I'm vibing. <laughs> got my music going. Nothing <laughs> can stop me now. Right. My brother runs in the room and runs out. I'm like, what's going on? He runs in the bathroom. He runs out. I go in the kitchen. I'm like, are you all right? He's like boiling water on the stove. And he says, I got an ice cube stuck in my throat, and I have to melt it, oh, <laughs> or I'm no. going to choke on it. And I said, see, that's why he said, don't smoke the whole thing. <laughs> so that was my first like Holy experience shit. with cannabis, and I was like 13 or 14. He did not drink boiling water, right? No, no, no. no. I wouldn't let him. Yeah, I wouldn't let him. I what told if you him didn't have gone do. in there? Yeah, yeah, he might have. What? But he was drawing so much attention, I had to see what was going on. I'm like, what is happening, man? All right, so I was a waterbed guy myself. All right. Loved waterbed. Loved yep. my waterbed. <laughs> but what music were you jamming out to while you were chilling on your waterbed? So, like, weirdly enough, I mean, I always was into hip-hop. Like, uh, my aunt would always listen to, like, <laughs> Prince and, you know, parliament funkadelic like 70s funk music and stuff like that and i always listen to hip-hop but i always listen to like like guns and roses and like the old school you know 90s 80s and 90s bands uh rock i would always listen to i never really got into country but i i do remember one country song it was sad 
like most of them and it was don't take the girl or something like that mm-hmm. like about a girl yeah. you know so yeah. i listened to a little bit of everything where he didn't want to the dad wanted her to go fishing with him that's it that's it to. that's <laughs> it and then he married her and then she yeah, got pregnant she, and yeah it was it was very sad it was very sad that's about 50 percent. you can go pretty much straight down right 50 percent of all country music and that's when i was like okay country like, might not be for me yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. i got my own sad story I, guys i have to go back Back to George Strait every once in a while, and just go for just a, listen. I hey, I found an old George Strait CD. It's him. It, I've been rocking out to it. <laughs> That's yeah. what's up. Every nice. once in a while, you just got to go back. I cleaned up a box and found a whole bunch of old cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, they're worth so much money oh, yeah, right now. Really? Yeah. Cassette tapes. Exactly. I was like, "What? Yeah, this I is worth have... thirty bucks? I think I paid five dollars for this." You know? <laughs> what was your first CD? You remember? For first actual compact disc. Oh, man. Mine was Eric Clapton. I remember. Because it just came with the... I bought a little... One of those little... Once you could get those turntable that had three, or then it would have five, you know, CDs that yeah. would spin around at the top, and you would put another one in. Do you remember those? Yeah, it was yeah. all plastic, and it had the speakers on it. I bought man. mine at a pawn shop. Uh, the one at uh, 71st between Memorial and Sheridan. To, yeah. Over on the right right side, Golden Pond or something like that, where that old Brahms and stuff. There's the Brownies is now. Oh yeah, that pawn shop's been there forever since I was a little kid. My yeah. neighbor worked there, so I went and bought a little DVD. I mean, a little CD player. And I, uh, I think the first CD. I'm trying to think. And the guy gave it to me inside, so I'd have something to listen to. It was oh, Eric Clapton. <laughs> I jammed out to him nonstop. Yeah, Clapton's one of the greats. I think. Uh, DMX. DMX first yeah. album, I think, was the first CD I bought. Because I was still, like, I was like, this ain't going to, you know, this is, I've got my cassette tapes and I'm not getting a CD <laughs> player for my car. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I was a fool. But, yeah, I think the first DMX album, uh, I think it was Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, was my first actual CD that I bought. And, uh, and then, yeah, I fell for the Laserdisc thing, too. Yeah, were you a, a Biggie or Tupac? Both. I liked I liked Biggie was like the street hustler that raps. So I liked Biggie because he was like talk. I was hustling at the time and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm feeling this. And Pac was more like the poet, mm-hmm. but like the revolutionary. So you put them both together. You got one great artist with two different styles. So I, I liked both. I never really picked sides, you know. I liked both of them. I thought it was kind of foolish, the, the whole fighting thing personally, but. But I liked both of them, and I understood, you know, why they fell out and how all that stuff happened, and you know, I, I like them both. Now I'm such an old hip hop head, I can't really listen to none of the new stuff. I know I'm people are gonna at me when they hear that. It's not for me. It's for the kids. Let it be for the kids. I don't have to enjoy it. I can't understand it. As far as like <laughs> mumble rappers. Yeah, the like mumble rapping. Mumble rapping when we were like, what I liked mumble rapping was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Half mm-hmm. the time we don't know what they're saying, but you know what? It has harmony and it sounds good. Mm-hmm. So that was like our mumble rappers, like my mumble rappers. Now, the problem is Bone sounded, you knew it was Bone. Right. Now they not, all sound... There's so all there's the like three rappers, or four of them that I, sound very. I mean, you literally all the littles and the all the yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you who's who. You could play a song and be like, "Is this little black little yachty or little whoopty whoop?" I wouldn't be able to tell you <laughs> which little it is. I'd be like, "I'm I'm stumped. I don't know." You know, but 
I, I kind of like con- I like music that's talking about stuff. And and since then, you know, at one point I was like, if it ain't hip hop and R and B, I'm not listening to it. Well, when rap music started getting watered down, I started like finding other music that had yeah. meaning and started listening to different stuff. So, what about do you ever listen to the guy named Black? He's a new guy over the past six years. Six Black. Yeah, well, it's called Black, but yeah, Six Lack or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Six yeah. Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. I dig him. Yeah, I, I do too. Him. He's about to. He's about one of the only young guys that I can really still vibe with. Yeah. I like what he's like. I like his style. I like the way he rolls. Him and Bryson Tiller, mm-hmm. they're really similar, but I like that kind of. It's like weekend without auto tune. You know, <laughs> that, that's pretty much what it is, and I and I dig it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like that kind of stuff. I lo- I love arm. Did you music. like Weekend though when he first started? Yeah, first I had I all this. Him. I had yeah. balloons. I had all the original albums when nobody knew who he was. But the Super Bowl, once he was did that Super Bowl, I was like, I'm done with you, dude. Uh, that was terrible. <laughs> that was yeah. terrible. Yeah. It, he he had his moments. It's past. Yeah. Now it's now he's more. He's just like a pop star. He's a figure. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's a figure. Yeah. He's arrived. Yeah. He has arrived. <laughs> and usually, like when they're hungry, artists are hungry. They give you their best work. Mm-hmm. Like Fifty Cent's oh, first album, awesome. Oh yeah. After he got money, uh, <laughs> they yeah. lose the hunger. It kind of loses that the- first album though. That was my jam when. Uh, so I had a. A mobile detailing and power washing business. So I'd power wash banks, Sonics, all kinds of stuff at night and early in the morning. I put that on. I loved it. Dude, I was at the club every week, every oh, night. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was always, I had that on repeat. I loved yeah. his, a lot of his early stuff. Yeah, classic. And then, then he gets some money and does some movies, and then they're not really hungry anymore. I mm-hmm. think they should take artists like that. Get that good album out of them, and then after they make some money, take their money from them, tell them write another album, and we'll give it back to you. <laughs> good luck. You need good to luck. struggle a little bit yeah. so that you still have that. Good luck. That hunger. Yeah, exactly. Katie, what was your first uh, CD? I was trying to think. I, I mean, I guess I'm gonna go. Well, I can't remember a timeline. <laughs> it's really my biggest problem. I don't know if it's like Britney Spears or if it was like Aqua. Or if it was like Green Day, honestly, I could have had a Green Day album in elementary school. And then I listened to a lot of country. Yeah. So, but Who? my mom would have just bought Shania those Twain? and I kind of would have thought they were You were just, a Shania Twain fan, were you? Oh, just uh, all of it. All of it. <laughs> Whenever I was five, six, I got bit in the face by a dog and the lady who owned the dog, she worked for K95. She felt real bad. She got me in so many concerts like backstage all these things i just became a country fan like shaped my life yeah (laughs) naturally yeah (laughs) so crazy what kind of dog um it was a really old dog like i don't it wasn't a beagle but like beagle size and just chomped me right in the face i got bit by a dog when i was a kid too but it was a german shepherd it was just on my hand but i remember crying yeah, <laughs> big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal <laughs> for like a day. I don't remember. So I remember. I remember getting bit by a dog, but I don't remember what happened. It was my neighbor's dog. Oh, I had to go to the hospital, get stitches, all the things. Like it was. Well, you were, she had a yeah. reason to feel yeah, bad, I guess, and it was right on my face. Mm. But you know, things you can't even see it. Now. Yeah, it's that's fine. What you're it's yeah. fine. Life goes it. on. Yeah, yeah. 
Just huh. still a country fan. You can't see my <laughs> space cars. <laughs> so did you do George Strait when he came back in town? Yeah, Chris. Well, I don't know which one you're talking about, but Chris and I went to the George and Reba concert when they were both here at the same time. Oh, no, I didn't do that one. I, th- I think it was, what, like seven, uh, 18, 2018 or 19 when he came back in mm. and did that and we were just touring by himself. Yeah, I didn't. I missed that one. Oh, yeah, I did. It was here at the BOK. That's where we saw him, too. Yeah. Well, he was with Reba when we saw him, though. Nice. Power nice. duo. <laughs> Power duo. <laughs> All right, so what do you think is uh, now that metric and everybody's kind of seems like uh, things have settled? Or no. no? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, the the silver lining in it is I get it. It's supposed to make it harder for more. It's supposed to make it impossible for black market stuff to be in our medical shops. So I get that part of it. I think that if we would have had it day one, you know, it, by now it would have been. I think how they implemented it is what upset so many people, you know, just like, boom, this is this and this is this by here, you know. But it's it's a necessity and hopefully, you know, it'll keep black market stuff out of the shops, which will make, you know, make it safer for the patients. So. I'm I'm all for that. I really don't like that they're tracking the patients' sales. That's where I kind of draw the line. I think tracking it to the shop that's fine, but tracking how much you buy and how much at how many edibles you get and all that kind of stuff is kind of where I'm like that might be a little too much for me. Yeah, I, maybe I missed that memo. Oh, <laughs> well, everything so, gets tracked through metric. Yeah, see all the way to sale. Yeah, yeah, sale. yeah, but yeah, to sell. Okay, yeah, sell the to sale. the yeah, Patient. the sale. Yeah, so I think it should stop what, at the once shop. Once again, but... I missed the memo. Like, you know, I I didn't see that. Well, yeah. it's similar to. I mean, they're treating they said, it. They're they... treating it like medications. And think about if you're getting Xanax from Walgreens. Agreed. I mean, I. It makes sense. I'm not a pharmacy, per se, but um, or in that regard. But, yeah, they're tracking that all the way to the inpatient. And that's because marijuana is still a scheduled five drug. That's right. why it's okay. like that. But so, did you hear the yeah, news today? Yeah, that's what I've been waiting. Yeah. I've been waiting. <laughs> patiently waiting. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, right? We'll see. I'm, it's I'm, a big deal. I'm it changes everything. Deal. changes yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So today Biden said that. He wants to pardon everyone. That was a crazy thing. Yeah. Pardon. Like, you imagine you've been sitting there fucking pissed yeah, off for, for so cannabis. many years, and now suddenly you get that news? Well, and he's really just, um, at this point, suggesting that they pardon federally and then suggesting that they pardon state. Yeah, to the governors. Too. Yeah. And then he's suggesting that they reevaluate the schedule mm-hmm. of marijuana. What right. schedule it is. So what is the process of that? How long is that going to take? What does this even mean? Do you know? Oh, no. The okay. fact that it's the <laughs> first time that it's I ever just, been said. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. Listen, I my, my news came on Instagram where I saw yeah. s- somebody talking about it. That's Same. the only so, thing I know. <laughs> so full transparency, I got 10 years for having two ounces of weed in my apartment. In your apartment? I did seven. Wow. Okay. So that's why two ounces. 
Right. So that's why when, when, when you, you can legally buy 2013. 2013? Yes. Wow. So, yeah. So as soon as I could get my card, I was the first in line. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's why when people are like, I talk to people like, well, I, why don't I need a card? You know, mm-hmm. I really never needed a card. Okay, I can tell you've never been in trouble mm-hmm. for weed before. Mm-hmm. Because two ounces of weed I got time for, and now I can legally have three ounces on me. Yeah. Like, I, I carry them with me just so I can juggle for people. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yes, having all those people taken out for cannabis, getting these records expunged for possession of cannabis is awesome. Yeah, because that was it's a big huge. deal Yeah, for people not being able to get jobs. Right. Yeah. And some places that. still won't. Still won't. They won't recognize a med card in a lot of places. You yeah. know? No, but, I mean, if but you're, there if are your a history, lot of history... Yeah, but let's just say you're not even in a can't. I'm just saying, let's say you're not in in a medical state. Uh, the way I understood it is expunge right? Like, so everything's off your record. Now it opens up a place like people who couldn't get jobs because they had a record. Exactly. Now Can that's not job. dinged on them, and they'll be able to get better jobs. I bet it'll still be on their record. It just you can't hold it against them anymore. It's kind of you have to pay yeah, to expunge know. your record. I have no idea. They make you pay for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, come I, on. <laughs> I just got mine expunged, and it cost me $16. 16 is so, all? out in North okay. Tulsa, and they have another one coming up at the end of this month. They do an expungement thing. And so if you pre-register online, I got in real quick. $16 really just paid for my background check. Wow, yeah, because that's... And I'm talking about everything. Traffic tickets, everything, gone. Huh. I'm back to a L7 square citizen. That so now crazy. I'm like, nicely done. That's what kind of $16. trouble can we get into <laughs> now? You know, no, but, but you know, it's sixteen dollars ever. But yeah. yeah, they do it. They do it twice a year out north. Uh, so it's it's definitely like yeah, because if you don't, the lawyer get was that. like thirty eight hundred dollars just to get it started. That's what they told me. Mm-hmm. And so I saw the expungement thing. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. What, what could it's be expensive. the you know? And they were like, just sixteen bucks. I said, that's it. I can't believe that. Yeah, and it took. Well, this month will be the month where it's finalized. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, good. I got that chip off my sh- shoulder. My problem was I was I had a recording studio in my apartment. So from the outside, having people come record music every day and night uh, looks like traffic. Mm-hmm. So they saw that. Then they set up a car and like, yes, we witnessed people going in and out there and coming out. Right. So then they got a warrant. You know, and then they came in, you know, they were, they couldn't even get in my door. They kept trying to kick my door. And I said, let me, I had a bar between the stairs and the door. I said, let me move the bar and make it easier for you. You know, and I had a firearm, my firearm in there. I had security cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have a $20,000 recording studio in a thousand dollar a month apartment. Okay. So once they turned that into a f- intent, right? With the ounces, that made my cameras felony two. Use of surveillance equipment to avoid detection. Ooh. Right? I got Ooh. out and tried to get a job at Walmart, and they saw that, and they were like, look, uh, we've got security cameras here. We can't have you messing with those. Oh, my. I was like, dude, I'm, it's, I'm just trying to you know, unbox stuff and put it on your shelves. I'm not messing with your cameras. But, yeah, so... 
I'm just glad that all that is under the bridge. It's great to, for people to having, let's be honest, getting possession of any drugs and having to do time for is ridiculous. Okay. Just, it's stupid. Now, if you're like some drug kingpin and you're selling drugs and stuff, that's different. But just, you're carrying drugs on you. It's yours. You, you're going to go have to do, like, I've got a friend who did 30 years for having a pound of weed at his house. 30, 30 years. 30 years. All right? 30 years. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. You know? And so, I'm glad that at least he said it. Yeah, yeah. Now, once again, it's going to fall on the states to try to come up with it, and then see depending on which red and blue. And he'll sign it if he'll sign it if it comes across this table. I'm sure, but will it? That's the question. God, thirty years with Oklahoma too. We've got a lot of private prisons here Mm -hmm. that would have to let a lot of cannabis people go, and they get paid a lot for having those people in there. I know that's terrible, but I mean it's the truth. Yeah. I think that's one way Biden's going to help cut our budget. <laughs> <laughs> well, if as long as he lets people out who got cancer, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, you know, I'm all for. I'm it. a non-political guy. I just thought it was a funny joke. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to not care about any politics, and then when it started to like directly affect like my family. So, like, I have a son. He's nine now. He's on the spectrum. And uh, when he was three, he was nonverbal. Uh, and uh, we tried to get him in school. Um, so whoever was the education woman when Trump was president, I can't remember her Here name. Here in the state? No. Oh. Overall education. Okay. Her family owned private schools. She hated public schools. Well, she put a thing, and it's still there now. Even though Biden's been president, this hasn't been taken out. If you want your kid to go to a special needs class, watch what they have you sign. You're basically signing away his right to vote, his right to ever run for office, his right to ever have a firearm. You're signing that away at three, four years. He was four years old then. And I'm like, I'm not signing this. Because you're telling them that he's. He's on the spectrum. He needs to be in a special needs class. She put that in there. Why? I don't know. So. I was like, well, we're homeschooling, and we've been homeschooling them ever since, before the pandemic. So when it that happened, we didn't change anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just stuff like that that, you know, that made me start paying attention to, like, what's going on here, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like, you know, I'm some stuff I'm conservative about, other things I'm liberal about. I'm not really one thing about everything. Mm-hmm. And nobody should be. You're right. There's certain things though that we should be able to all agree on. Like if we see something hateful and evil, we should be able to be like that's messed up, right? Mm-hmm. Can we at least agree that that's not right, you know? Mm-hmm. But even that it's you know, yeah. cognitive dissonance. Some people if something goes against what they think is real and what they believe, they flip out. You know, so yeah, <laughs> it's like anyway. <laughs> well, I, I think the, the the interesting part when which we had early on some guests to, that came on. Now we're what a year and a half, I've closer been ca- to two now. I yeah, think, probably maybe, close to two years. Some early people on that were, you know, and it was the big surprise of the way churches have, are going to change and what's going to happen with quote unquote you know religion inside of the state. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big change that says that's happened. Yeah, yeah. I think that I feel like there's a lot more openness to 
in society, you know, quote unquote society of Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, cannabis was the one thing we all, both sides came together and could agree on. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something that should lead everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If if not nothing, we can agree on that. That's a starting point. Right. Is our market still 50% down? Is it kind of rising back up or is it still real heavily cut down? I feel like it's down. Yeah. Definitely heavily cut down. It's, And I feel like it's sunken into the patients more and more that they can just get things for dirt dirt cheap and so yeah we're just stuck here for a little while part of it's the economy part of it's the saturation yeah part of it's how people have just raced to the bottom and then there are a lot of people that are selling out so they're just trying to get whatever they can can and get out they're like Mm -hmm. okay boom go to i'll go to another state this this is um, oh yeah oh yeah. There's a lot of that. And it's, we're going. Is it, is into... it metric? Is it economy? Why are they leaving? Here's the thing. When everybody got here, it was like the this was like the green rush. Yeah. Okay? So, so second oil you, rush. You get, or you get these the big. I want to say big companies. You mm-hmm. get these people who have like huge families. They come in and they want to produce as much flour as possible. But the problem with that is there's no love. There's none of that put into the plants, and you can tell. So then you get all this stuff, like you said, racing to the bottom. Like they're selling the cheapest, you know what I'm saying, the cheapest pounds they can because the quality's not really there. And you'll always have people, no matter where you're at, who want more quantity than quality. They really don't care. And, and mainly that's people who are just smoking to get high. Yeah. Let's be and honest. We are in Oklahoma. That's kind of. Right. I mean, not our thing, but we like very affordable everything. Yes. <laughs> but some people want to find that gray area where, yeah, it's affordable and it's good quality. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like only patients are pretty much getting right now at our shop. You know, like you have to be able to tell the difference between a customer and a patient because there is. You know what I mean? A customer comes in, they want, what's the cheapest? What has the highest THC? They don't care about nothing else. You know what I mean? So what's your thoughts on recreational? No. I don't want it in Oklahoma. Can I explain why? No, I just, it was yes or no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It, it, every state that has had recreational has killed their medical program. I witnessed it in California. Medical was great. It was doing great. They passed recreational. Medical went down, suffered. How? Okay, so recreational doesn't have to pay for all the licensing that medicals do over there. Recreational tests only have to have tests for potency. So metals, pesticides, all that's in your rec weed in Cali. And they got black market shops there too that they can't even, there's so many that they're like pop-up shops. They'll pop up, there will be no sign, and people just go in there and get whatever, and none of that's tested. So when you've got that playing against your medical, where, okay, I've spent, it's like $250,000 on having a medical dispensary, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't afford to switch to recreational. And so like the the um, the recreational shops, wood grain, marble floors, super nice because they got all the money they can spend on that because they're not having to pay for licensing or anything else. All the medical ones are holes in the wall, man. It's like a window. What do you need? Like a real pharmacy like in the slums. And I get it. Like it should be 
accessible to everybody, but it's not like we've got the most difficult medical program to get into. The people who really want recreational are the people who are too lazy to get a med card. That's just the truth. But there's some like we've talked to people that have sit there on the couch that they're kind of in favor of it and they're on the grower or processor. Of course, because why wouldn't you want to make more money? Sell more. If you're a grower, you can sell medical and rec. You get more money. Well, how they set it up, you would have to buy a recreational license and you could only sell to people with recreational licenses. So they would be selling to rec shops. I don't know how you would keep... I think your product would have to be completely separate and tracked separately. The, the, the truth is, be, OMA don't take it seriously. If you were doing it medical. right, that's the that's just the yeah. real thing. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it's medical, but you can't tell the patients what'll be good for them. You, yeah, you can't recommend it. What <laughs> medically? I can't, but this strain is good for inflammation and anxiety, and I can't tell them that. No, but well, it's medical. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. cracking down on, um, especially like social media sites or oh, yeah. anything where you're claiming. Well, I thought um, that's why we came into the dispensary to ask the bud tender what would be best for my exactly. ailment. Exactly. And you, yeah, and we thought so, we were all following a medical program. Well, yeah, that's and that yeah. and that's it. So they don't take it. When seriously. did this come out? This is earlier this year. They started really like pressing it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Seriously? Yeah. And yeah. when Oma came in, my thing, they said, they "Now don't remember, get sued. you can't tell people." What's good for this and what's good for that? They don't want to get sued, is what it boils down to. Uh-huh. The way around that is, I just tell them what's worked for me. Yeah, yeah. that's all I can do. They yeah. can't stop me from doing that. Uh-huh. You know, they want to call it medical without all the certifications of being medical and without all the backing of insurance of it being medical. Right? Because right, they don't want to get sued. Mm-hmm. There's no insurance company that's really going to back them. No. Yeah. That's what it, it's all it business. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. That's it, makes so. sense once you say it. Yeah, so but it's crazy though. Yeah. Never. Is never, it? Never. I I think if you are going to create that program and you're going to charge people and charge them for licenses, then you should have the insurance to back it, right? Isn't that what they're expecting us to do? Mm-hmm. I yep. think. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a crazy game they make us play, but we're here. At least we're here. Yeah. Just think of 10 years ago. We would never be having these conversations. This, it was, this would still be taboo to most people. And we would we be have. having it, but it wouldn't be so publicized. You know, there weren't cannabis podcasts 10 years <laughs> ago. You know what I'm saying? And we have good, clean medicine. We have a lot of different products, a lot of different options. Yeah. So many dispensaries. <laughs> so many dispensaries to choose from. So, yeah. You can open up the little uh, directory, just close your eyes and <laughs> find one. Um, How long till most of those go out? Well, okay, that's what I was going to say earlier. This time of year is kind of uh, renewal time for a lot of people that were getting licenses in the beginning because of when everything kind of rolled out. A lot of people got licenses like August and September, and now as years have gone on, your license gets pushed out. And so like about this fall time, a lot of people are renewing or closing their doors. Yeah. So it's just that time of the year. And the thing with shops, the reason why we still have so many active licenses in Tulsa County, 1,100. So many. 1,100 right. 1, dispensaries in Tulsa. Yeah. 
And so since with like growers and processors, usually when they're done, they relinquish their license most of the time. Dispensaries don't do that. They try to sell. They're like, okay, and now that you can't get one for two years, the value of that license has went up. Everyone's holding to what? on. What, yeah. What's that value wow. at now? Oh, I mean, I know I, somebody who's selling a dispensary license, seventeen grand just for the license. You don't get no building. Are they really nothing. selling it, though? Because I feel like there's so many people Well, I mean, they offered it to me for seventeen grand, and I was like... Mm. I feel like there's still so many that why pay extra? You can move the address, like... And wh- what I think's going to happen is, like, how many gas stations do we have here? We've got Quick Trip, Come and Go, and Listen. if you're lucky, Sinclair. Come and go. Come and go is on fire, though. Yeah. Fiesta Mart by my house. Fiesta Mart. Okay. I'm pretty happy. And with you them. might <laughs> find a Phillips sixty six in Sand Springs. Listen, come and go forty first and Sheridan, taking out the old. Uh, uh, what restaurant was that? That Italian place. Oh yeah. Uh, Carabas. Oh. No, it was Johnny Car- Carino's. Carino's. You're right. And what look, happened to Carino's? I'm Italian. Let me tell you I something. I love that place. You didn't like it? I hated it. Oh, it was the man. worst Italian food those I've ever sticks? had in my life. Oh, those fire sticks were fire. I hated it. Oh. I hated it. Even Carabas is like borderline too you, commercial you for me. You could go to Carino's and then you could get Peroni. That's that Italian yeah. beer. Oh, sit there at the bar, eat some bread. I had, I they have did no have beer, like but. good happy hour uh-huh. specials, but everything That's, else, I'm I'm with Pac. I'm yeah, the food but, was just. I like authentic Italian well, yeah. food. Yeah. So like Mondo's. Mondo's is okay. Napoli's. Yeah. Napoli's. Napoli's. They used to have good. one on sixty uh, first and Memorial, but now the only one they have open is in Sand Springs. But it's family ran. Literally, the grandma's back there making gravy. All night. They so used that to have one day, at the lake, too. They yeah. have a few of them, but yeah. Yeah, Napoli's is Good. most authentic. I mean, the tiramisu has alcohol in it. That's all I'm going to say. It's real tiramisu. Uh, so my bar is kind of high. Yeah. <laughs> so then Chemico also in front of the Walmart there, what, like 68, uh-huh. 66? And 81st and uh, Delaware. They just, oh, I haven't seen that it's, one. They're still, it's not open yet. They just got the fence. They just got everything up. Yeah, but, they're coming in hard. But so that is what it's gonna, I think is going to happen with Dispos. So you've got Mango. You've got Nirvana. You've got these big boys who have five, six, seven locations. You They'll know just I mean? start buying them up. They're going to buy them up. And then they're going to, It's you know, mm-hmm. that's just the way it's going to be, you know. Yeah. But So there'll be like 10 or 15 Nirvanas? Yeah. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> but at least people will well, go to I've Nirvana seen... for flour. Nobody goes to Mango and says, let me go get some flour. <laughs> Why's that? <laughs> Why do you think? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to knock nobody, but their flour has always been trash. Oh, I don't know. And yeah, they yeah. have like one little glass case with like yeah. 10 strains in it. And that's it. And Oh, sorry. <laughs> and nobody, nobody goes there for flour. They go there because they can get all these bulk they can get carts. all these concentrates, carts uh-huh. for five gummies. dollars. Carts and gummies, that is true. That's, That's what somebody told me to go there for this certain cart or something years and years ago. I went one time That's and it. and never went back. Yeah. yeah. I ran sales for a while. Let me tell you, those guys will talk you down to your bottom dollar. They'll talk you down five dollars for something and then they'll add three dollars on top of it and just which I get it, but it also yeah. it makes it harder when some of those vendors come into my shop. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't buy six, seven thousand units. 
So I don't get a deal on the price. So they do so they can sell it cheaper. So why would anybody come get it for me if they can go there and get it cheaper? So it's, you know, I'm hoping that and there's not enough of this. Like I, I don't feel like I'm competition with other dispensaries. First off, it's way too oversaturated, but I've got a lot of friends that have dispensaries. Uh, shout out Randy at the plug nine one eight, and you know I've got a lot of friends, Motherland, a lot of friends mm-hmm. that have shops. We love them, and I want to work together. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, this town is big enough for exactly. us to be here. And we don't so, have to. What is fight. the vibe though between dispensary owners? Is it kind of split, or is everybody pretty chill? I mean, my friends are chill, but I've known them since before I had a shop. You know, um, I feel like people are more welcoming than they used to be it has changed it used to be very um yeah just more segregated and people kind of price wars and which i hear it still happens a lot in smaller towns outside of tulsa but it doesn't feel like it's so much price wars right now in tulsa in our area anyway do you feel it over yeah i think it is more with the with the shops that are closer to you like you know um like I know Shalon at Young Buds, we're good. We don't we don't have none of those issues. But like even Nirvana opened a shop over there by me. Mm-hmm. And so when we first opened, we were like home of the four, six, eight, and ten. All our grams, four dollars, six dollars, eight dollars and ten. Nothing over ten dollars a gram out the door. Mm-hmm. Right? And then they put it on their sign. Home of the four, six, eight, and ten. So when it's close, when they're yeah. close to you, they feel like it's more competition because like, well, I want them yeah. to drive over here, you know. Well, and it's like, come up with your own deal, please. Yeah, you know. know. <laughs> but but also, like, a lot of these shops aren't, they don't interact with the patients. There's no media. There's, like, you guys do this, and I do the Smokehoma TV mm-hmm. thing. We stand out because of that. Well, these other hard. shops don't care. It is hard, but you got to do that you, mm-hmm. in this market. You've got to do more than just sell weed. Yeah. You can't just be like, oh, I just sell weed. That's it. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. You got to educate. You got to have good product. You got to. Yes. Yeah. Good customer service. Patients got to know that you're helping them. If, if that don't work for them and they come back and you help them, you know what I'm saying? They got to know that people need to be remembered too that's like a big thing and a lot of people will come in and just you know they don't talk to a lot of people they don't get out a lot of people that shop in dispensaries have anxiety and so Mm -hmm. this is kind of their spot to kind of get comfortable chill good vibes relax talk to someone connect with someone and so yeah if you don't give them that experience they're gonna go find it somewhere else because they need it we all need it yeah and that's why i thought it was strange earlier about Oh, Omo did want us to ask what would be best. For, yeah. That's my favorite it's thing to do. It's a disconnect for like, sure. <laughs> like, okay, so talk to me about this strain. You know, what's it going? What's it going to do to me? What, what am I going to look for out of this medicine? Yeah, yeah. I ask that to everybody. Like, that's right. my question. I do it too, and I still go to other shops. Mm-hmm. I don't just, you know, I still go to other shops. And the thing that I hate the most. Is when I go in and I'm like, hey, man, what you got this heavy body going to help me get to sleep, you know? And the bartender goes, this is some gas. <laughs> that don't tell me nothing, okay? It don't tell me nothing, you know right. what I mean? T- tell me some more. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's some gas gas. That's You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there, you're just, you're catering to a customer. 
not to a patient. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, when I started smoking weed when I was young and all through my years, I never thought I'm smoking this to help myself. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But once all this went legal and I got a job at a dispo day one, I started learning more. I started educating myself. I learned, hey, man, if I smoke a lot of this, I'm taking less Xanax. Yeah. Oh, maybe I can keep smoking more of this and take. And now I've been pill free for four years. Nice. You see what I'm saying? Congratulations. So now, and, and and thank you. And like with my kid, like I said, my son has autism. Well, when he was three, he was nonverbal, and I was given the melatonin because he's high, high, you know, high functioning, and he cause to help him go to sleep. But then waking him up was like waking up a zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So without his mom knowing, I started sneaking him CBD gummies. And in two weeks, he started talking. Wow. So I've seen it work in people that I know around me and myself. My girl, you know, got off of Mm painkillers with cannabis and Kratom, but still natural. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm a believer. Did you ever do Kratom? I haven't. No. Yeah, I I tried for a little bit. And I was like, wow. Yeah. you have to take a lot of it. A lot. Someone gave me this little kratom drink. It's in my fridge. I haven't drink it. But I don't know why there's no processors yeah. that are making like a tincture with THC, CBD, and kratom yeah. for pain and withdrawal. It works really good for withdrawals off of painkillers. You know okay. what I mean? Um, I, I couldn't keep doing it. I yeah. couldn't. I didn't know what I was really having. You're just doing the powder. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's horrible. It was. It takes so much. Yeah, yeah. It takes so much. But if you could concentrate it and it was before it was before uh oma passed it yeah. was before i had my license yeah i was just trying to figure out ways to help myself right mm-hmm. right i tried it for a little bit but i could never it just takes so much when it's in powder yeah. form but that's why i'm like we've got all these processors and everyone's just focusing on that you mm-hmm. know what i mean even like we just started carrying cbd and mushrooms at the shop mm-hmm. i go in other shops and i'm like why is there no cbd here at all like nothing mm-hmm. first off on a business side Hey, no cannabis tax. That should be a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But it's also like you get people who would want that, you know, mm-hmm. and don't want to have to go to a glass shop to get it, mm-hmm. you know, or a hood store. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's 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 something that... Or a CBD store. Right. Well, yeah. No, Those have been around forever. Most but, of, I mean... I most just, of them have converted now. I would know? rather, like your point, I would rather... It would be cool to go into... Make yeah, a one-stop one shop. One stop we shop? have some yeah. CBD products. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, because most people coming to the dispensary want THC, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we have a small mm-hmm. selection. Yeah. But it's there for if they, if they want it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's the thing. Like, this is supposed to be medical. Why? Mm-hmm. Why not have it, you know? And it's little stuff that I'm sure other shops will argue with me. Like, I refuse to sell tobacco mm-hmm. yeah. i won't do it i've got hemp wraps i've got rice papers there's other things that you can have but i'm not selling tobacco papers i'm mm-hmm. not selling swishers right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i was a swisher guy you know what i mean but like when we brought my son home from the hospital i'm like i don't smoke cigarettes why am i smoking tobacco papers i switched to hip wraps i never look back but people still come in the shop like you ain't got no swishers or no green leaves and i'm like no man <laughs> This is a medical dispensary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go to Quick Trip. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you want, you know. But that's just my opinion, you know. I just, I feel like if we're saying this is for patients, then everything we have in there should not harm them. Listen, I was part of that white owl life for a while myself. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
That's cool, man. Thanks so much for hanging out, man. It's hey, no, thanks you. for having me, man. I'm, I'm, I finally made it here. I've been like kind of following y'all's success, you know, this whole time, and just kind of like on the sideline watching and quietly rooting for y'all, you know. Thank you. Thank and you. And it's it's great to be in here, man. I'd like to get y'all on some of the shows that oh, I do. Let's do and it. We do some fun stuff over there. We do some crazy. Yeah. Like right now, we're doing a hot sauce challenge where I have the hot ones, hot sauces. Katie said she'll do that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, do the, I'll do the food one. Yeah, the food one's fun. <laughs> the food one's always fun. But yeah, the hot sauce challenges, we've got some good yeah, footage. Yeah, I don't do hot sauce. Do you, yeah. are, you, are you into sauce? So- I can't do hot sauce. I mean, I'll eat spicy things, but I don't love I like do spicy to things. go overboard. I, I like spice as long as there's flavor. I just can't do I hot could, sauce. I can deal with it. Oh, I yeah. Just, I've never oh, I really put hot sauce on everything. Yeah, see, Popcorn. I, and I can't stand hot sauce. Oh, man. I hate it. Oh, yeah, man. back in, um, my parents had a lake house, and my dad used to make so many hot wings, and I definitely okay, barbecue. ate too many wings and drank too much beer a few times and got sick and it's not the same <laughs> not the same at all but barbecue i can do barbecue sauce i've got yeah. i've got spicy barbecue sauce? sauce yeah i can do spicy barbecue sauce oh yeah yeah got, or got... i can do jalapeno i can do just that's, not that's like wing sauce. sauce yeah wing sauce well yeah like it's not all wing sauce no like... no no. i'm not that's what you keep saying wing or barbecue no 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 hot sauce oh like, like Pure hot sauces, like different. Louisiana. Yeah, stuff well, like so that. So, like, yeah. So, our, so ours on the gauntlet is what we call it. The it's, one that you gotta shake the bottle and it just like, has that little small little hole, and you're just like, yeah, yeah. like. Oh man, that's the good stuff. Yeah, we, it no, start. It starts off at like eighteen hundred Scoville, which is like a little hotter than Louisiana. But then when you get to the last dab, it's like three point two million Scoville, no, and no, it's like no. dab. It's called the last dab. Okay. Yeah. It's a show that I watch on called Hot Ones. They always put like a last dab on. They do it on chicken wings, but we're doing it on tortilla chips. It's still fun, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I made it to number eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'd be like three. Cliff, okay. who is you know an older gentleman, my partner at the shop, he made it to eight. He made it past me. He made it to eight, and then my boy Louie made it all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know, nah. <laughs> do some curry. I'll do some curry. Curry yeah. spicy. Hell yeah, I've had spicy I love curry. It. Oh, yeah. you'd like some of the hot sauces. You think it's just hot sauce? Like there's some that taste like barbacoa that would be good on like beef. Mm-hmm. There's a one that has a pineapple and mango in it. It's really good. It would be good on chicken. Like not all of it is like just hot hot sauce. The first five got good flavor. The other five are dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm with you on some barbecue wings and beer. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's Too much. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. All right, man. Where do people find you on social? Okay, so for the shop, uh, Instagram, Smokelahoma Dispo. Uh, smokeoklahomadispo.com is the website uh, for Smokeoklahoma TV um, YouTube channel is really what I'm trying to push right now I've I already had my first channel taken down and had like 75,000 subscribers uh, so I'm back starting from scratch and I'm trying to get that first thousand subscribers to get go live so uh, YouTube Smokeoklahoma TV is S-M-O-K-L-A-H-O-M-A. There is not an E in Smokeoklahoma because there is not an E in Oklahoma. I have to explain that to a lot of people. But, yeah. And, yeah, that, that's it pretty much. <laughs> Smokeoklahoma TV everywhere. So say it more like Smoke. It's just Oklahoma with an S-M in front of it. Yeah. Like the smut. 
Smoke-lahoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. All right, Katie, where people find you? Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Kush Dispo Tulsa and Kush Dispo Tulsa underscore. And you can find us right here at 1711 East Skelly Drive, 10 to 10, seven days a week. I also need to shout out Kush Carnival. Oh, yeah. We're having Kush Carnival on October 22nd, which is... Also, the same day as Boo Ha Ha on Brookside. So, there should be a lot of people down here. Come swing through Cush 10 to 5. We'll have vendors out back, um, games, prizes, giveaways, food, all the things. Bring your kids in their costumes. It'll be super fun. October 22nd. Yeah, October 22nd. Awesome. Cool. Looking forward to it. <laughs> hey, man. Nice nice to meet you, Pac Man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was always curious is your favorite football player? Did you have a. Favorite football player? Favorite football player. Oh, oh, Pac-Man man. Jones? Oh. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks so much for <laughs> everything you do for us patients, brother. Yeah. Have a great you. night. You too. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush life.